This podcast is part of the Telerik Developer Network. Telerik by Progress. Hello and welcome to Eat Sleep Code, the official Telerik podcast. I'm your host, Ed Charbonneau, and with me today is Scott Addy. How you doing, Scott? Doing great, Ed. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for coming. Uh, so today we're going to talk a little bit about tag helpers. Uh, Scott, you've got some uh, great stuff lined up for us to talk about. And uh, let's let's start off with a little introduction. Tell us a little bit about you. Uh, I heard you have an exciting new job. Uh, give us a little rundown of what you're doing. Sure. Uh, so in the first week of June, I uh, joined Microsoft working on the docs.microsoft.com team. Um, my focus area is really ASP.NET Core, uh, which me and a couple other folks there um, are currently working on. We're ramping up for the ASP.NET Core 2.0 uh, release that's coming later this year. Um, prior to that, I was uh, Microsoft MVP focused on Visual Studio development technologies. So, um, you know, it was kind of like the transition from the MVP um period into the Microsoft gig um, was really nice because all of a sudden I was getting paid to do what I was doing in my free time before. And, um, you know, I guess even better, it was stuff that I enjoyed doing. And now I'm making a living doing that stuff. And um, you you actually were not only a Microsoft MVP, but a Telerik developer expert. That's right. Um, so um, working in the enterprise, I came from the financial services industry. Um, Kendo UI was used extensively in many of our projects. And shortly before I left, we were starting to get into ASP.NET Core, which is when I started to research the UI for ASP.NET Core offering um, that you guys have. And, you know, of course, as you know, um, there are some tag helpers that ship with that. Yeah, we'll um, we'll talk about some of those in a little bit. Um, what what type of things are are you doing in your new role at Microsoft? Um, as I kind of alluded to earlier, it's it's focused on developing new content for ASP.NET Core 2.0. Um, just a few days ago, I was uh, wrapping up a migration guide that would show developers how to go from um, the 1.x releases to the 2.0 release, which is going to be a pretty important document, and uh, you know. Uh, something else we've been tossing around is the idea of a migration guide to go from ASP.NET proper into ASP.NET Core. You know, the reality is there's a lot of developers out there still who haven't taken a look at ASP.NET Core. So we still need to make sure we pay attention to that audience and cater to their needs. Yeah, one of the features that we're going to talk about um, is a brand new feature for ASP.NET Core. Uh, and that is Tag Helpers, right? That's correct. So Tag Helpers shipped with the 1.0 release. Um, when the 1.1 release came out, we saw some uh, minor tweaks to Tag Helpers, uh, specifically being able to use uh, view components as Tag Helpers. And view components are something we'll touch on later, I'm sure. But the ability to use view components as Tag Helpers, that came in 1.1. And with this upcoming 2.0 release, we'll see some other minor improvements to tag helpers. Um, an example there would be the environment tag helper um, that's been around for quite a while. 
Uh, we're going to see a couple of new attributes added to that, um, include and exclude, to replace the existing names attribute. So for developers that are currently on MVC and they're getting ready to uh, look into ASP.NET Core, uh, what what exactly are tag helpers and kind of how did this, this new tag helper um, way of creating HTML come about? I like to explain tag helpers as um, a way of expressing server-side processing through HTML elements. Um, for developers who have come from an Angular JS or Angular background, I uh, would compare these to directives or components that you have in that world when you're building a SPA. The difference here is going to be uh, it's server-side processing that you're talking about as opposed to Angular where you would be talking typically about client-side processing. Um, so you're expressing again the processing through what looks like custom HTML elements or attributes um, in your web page. Um, but you can take it even a step further. Um, in addition to creating your own custom elements, you can add your own custom attributes that extend the behavior of an existing HTML element. You know, an example there might be the label tag. You know, we've all used it at some point in our HTML. Maybe you have a use case where you want to add some custom attribute to the label tag to extend the functionality of it in some way. And you might come up with a convention um, for your prefix that you use for your attributes. And that prefix might represent your company or your team name, you know, XYZ dash, whatever the name of the attribute is. So we're able to namespace these custom attributes. That's a pretty cool feature. Exactly. So this sounds similar to HTML helpers, except for you know, the ability to augment uh, tags by attributes. Um, they they kind of have a similar purpose, don't they? Uh, you're, you're writing a piece of code and it's, it's essentially outputting um, some HTML. Yeah, and, and you know, to be clear, um, just because we have tag helpers, that doesn't make HTML helpers obsolete. Um, two big things I talk about um, here is um, think about the last time you were writing uh, C sharp code in a CSHTML razor view. Uh, a common complaint that I uh, hear there is, you know what, this feels um, awfully clunky. I'm really weaving in and out of HTML in C sharp code, and that context switching is slowing me down. But in addition to that, it's muddying up my view. It's making it more difficult to reason about what's going on in this Razor view. The second point I wanted to touch on there was testability. Uh, HTML helpers, sure you can unit test them if you're creating your own custom HTML helper, but they weren't necessarily designed with testability in mind. And when tag helpers were introduced, uh, testability was a first-class citizen. It's simple to do. So uh, let's let's talk about the HTML helpers just for a second. Um, when, when I'm using HTML helpers, I get IntelliSense. So do, do I see IntelliSense with tag helpers as well? 
You do. And, and in fact, the IntelliSense that you're going to find is far superior to what you would get with HTML helpers. Uh, big problem with HTML helpers is you'd commonly define an anonymous C-sharp object that you, you would pass as one of the parameters in the HTML helper. Say new curly braces and inside of the curlies maybe you say class equals some value. Well, right, and that, that's not even straightforward because you have to escape that class. So right. it's at class <laughs> equals something. Exactly, and that's when IntelliSense falls apart. Um, the tools we have just, let's say Visual Studio, for example, at that point they just throw their hands up and say, you know, I'd like to help you, but I'm not sure exactly what you're trying to do here. And in a situation like that, that's where tag helpers really shine because when you're building your own tag helper, any attributes that you can use on that tag helper are backed by a C-sharp property that you've defined in a custom class. And because of that, IntelliSense is able to tell you what the available attributes or properties are on that tag helper. So we have all of the power of HTML helpers, but instead of writing those in C-sharp uh, in, in all this escaping nonsense, we have uh, the same functionality, but we're using HTML-like syntax with with elements and attributes. Yep, yep, that's it. And we still get to have our cake and eat it too, because IntelliSense works, and not only works, but better. That's right. Find me up. So, you know, to, I guess to summarize what we were just talking about, if Razor is appealing to you and you see no problem with typing at whatever, you know, HTML dot, um, that's fine. Stick with HTML helpers, not going away. Um, if Razor is unappealing to you and you would rather have a CSHTML file with nothing but HTML syntax, tag helpers are the way to go. But again, testability, it's far superior with tag helpers. And the one last point I would leave you with when we're talking about tag helpers versus HTML helpers is think of the case where you're porting an existing um, application from ASP.NET proper to ASP.NET Core. Well, more than likely your boss isn't going to be too thrilled with you if you say, hey, I'm going to rewrite all of these HTML helpers into tag helpers just because I can. Um, there may not be a return on investment there. And this is why it's a great thing that HTML helpers are still supported and alive and well in ASP.NET Core. It allows you to more easily port your application to the core stack. Yeah, one of the things that we've been looking at uh, as far as progress in, in the Telerik uh, brand of UI components is uh, some of our more complex controls like our grids and scheduler, uh, they have a really nice fluent syntax for building those with HTML helpers. And uh, you get really rich IntelliSense with those, and there's a lot of configuration options. Um, and those options can be really hard to remember if you don't have that, uh, that fluent API where you're, you're just typing dot and you get your next you know, set of options that you need to set up. So we, we found that you know, HTML helpers are really, really good at that, and um, th those are some of the controls that uh, we'll, we'll eventually support with tag helpers, 
but right now they work really, really well as HTML helpers. But then there's some of the smaller uh, pieces of UI componentry where tag helpers are just amazingly simple. Uh, one, of, one of my favorites, for example, is uh, a control we have called the uh, responsive panel. So if you've ever been on a, a mobile responsive website and you've got that little hamburger button and you click it, you get the fly out menu from the side. Um, we essentially have a, a tag helper that you can wrap a menu with and it immediately becomes one of those mobile responsive menu panels. And nice. It's really cool to see that happen uh, just by wrapping you know, a set of uh, HTML elements with this tag helper. All of a sudden, it's this rich piece of UI. So it's really cool to see the, the tag helpers and the HTML helpers kind of combine um, and, and make those things so much easier uh, for, for developers and the developer experience there. Um, that, that responsive panel does exist in ASP.NET MVC 5 uh, with the Telerik UI for MVC. Um, however, it's an HTML helper. And the HTML helper version of it, you, you have to start writing the HTML helper out and then you have to set a content property up. And then all of the content that goes into the panel has to be in that content property. And the escaping in and out of all of the options and stuff that need to go in there and all the content that needs to go in it. Um, if they have uh, HTML helpers inside of them, then you got to start escaping in and out of that. <laughs> yep. And then by the end of the day, you're frustrated. Uh, and it's, it's no fault of ours. It's just the way the framework works. Uh, so when uh, .NET Core came out, it's like, oh, it's a perfect chance for us to use a tag helper. Uh, we can just throw all the content inside of it, and we don't get all that weird escaping in and out of stuff. Uh, it just works like HTML. Right. So you bring up a, a great point there. You know, obviously, um, you can create your own custom tag helpers. We've talked about that briefly. And Telerik has um, some that they ship with the UI for ASP.Core offering. Uh, the point I wanted to make here is, you know, before you try and... Uh, create your own tag helper, take a look at what's already out there, what's been built either by a vendor or the community, and you'd be surprised at what already exists. Um, you know, to give you an example here, there are tag helpers out there that will allow you to easily create a bootstrap modal using a tag helper. Um, Dave Paquette, one of the Microsoft MVPs, has done a lot of work in that area. Um, so again, you know, don't try and reinvent the wheel. Uh, Microsoft ships uh, roughly 17 or 18 tag helpers with ASP.NET Core. Um, that list is likely to continue to grow. But then, you know, as you mentioned, Ed, um, Telerik has, uh, for example, the responsive panel tag helper. And, you know, look on GitHub. Uh, there's plenty out there to take advantage of that could save you a lot of time. Absolutely. Um, so HTML helpers, or tag helpers rather, uh, those are great for chunks of UI and, and reusable components. Uh, what if we have more complex things? What if it, it kind of has to do some uh, fetching of a web API or something like that, and we want to reuse that throughout the site? Yeah, so that's where you would use, um, the recommendation would be to use view components. 
which is yet another uh, new feature that was introduced with ASP.NET Core. It was there in 1.0. Uh, view components, you can think of them as that's your UI widget solution when you have any complex rendering needs. Say, for example, uh, you have a div tag um, associated with your widget, and that needs to be rendered dynamically based on some data that's fetched from a web API. An example I give here is, you know, calling out to uh, current weather API and fetching the forecast for your city and state. Well, obviously there's a dynamic rendering need there. Uh, you need to build the UI based on the forecast that's returned. That's really where view components shine. Um, you know, another great example here would be tag clouds. You want to build a tag cloud based on, um, you know, what are the hottest topics on my blog um, on this given day at this hour? You want to build that on the fly. View component serves you well in that regard. So view component is not only the HTML portion of it, the, the actual view that's being rendered, but you, you can have some kind of a custom action that runs uh, and populates that view. Yeah, so you've got your C-sharp class, which backs your, um, your view. Um, you're writing C-sharp to do all of this. The thing that you should consider, and we, we touched upon porting from ASP.NET Pro proper to ASP.NET Core, the thing you should consider here is child actions don't exist in ASP.NET Core. View components take their place. Uh, so keep that in mind. You might actually be forced to do some extra development when you're migrating, going from a partial view with a child action to a view component. And again, um, view components really shine here because they're enforcing separation of concerns, which means uh, testability is much more easily achieved. Yeah, you've, you've mentioned testability uh, in regards to tag helpers and view components. So it, it, this is a, a theme that I see running through these, these new ways of uh, creating pieces of view content. So uh, what, what can we expect from the testability of these things? Um, you're going to find that it's a lot easier to test than you would think. Um, you can more often than not just look at other open source projects and copy a few lines of boilerplate code from them and just reuse that to um, create your tests, to you know, set up your test. You've got your, your three A's, um, arrange, act, and assert. And you know, for that arrange portion of your test, you can you know, just plop in that boilerplate code and add a few lines beneath that to actually execute your, your unit test. Um, like I said, it's a lot easier than you would think. And um, another thing that I think we, we didn't circle back on uh, was the fact that the view components, those are written out how exactly? Because we, we talked about tag helpers and Razor and our view components Razor. Can we use a tag helper to render those out? How are those actually added to a page? Yeah, so um, you mentioned using view components as tag helpers. If you're using ASP.NET Core 1.1, and let's say you absolutely love the idea of uh, 
plopping a widget in your razor view uh, with HTML-like syntax, but you have this need for dynamic processing calling out to a web API, ASP.NET Core has you covered. Um, you would simply register your view component as a tag helper in the uh, view imports CS HTML file, which typically lives um, in your views folder. Um, you would add a add tag helper directive in there pointing to or registering your view component so that it can be used as a tag helper. Uh, so th this is wired up automatically. I don't have to go create a custom tag helper and wrap my view component in it or something weird like that. You don't. So there's a, uh, a prefix that they expect you to use out of the box unless you define otherwise. And that prefix, I believe, is VC colon. So if you type less than VC colon, followed by the name of your view component, you're at that point rendering it as a tag helper. That, that's cool stuff because, I mean, in, in ASP.NET uh, Core 1.0, uh, I noticed there there was either, I think it was a GitHub issue or something like that, somebody raised it, wanting uh, a feature like this. And now in, in, in .NET 1.1, we actually have this ability to add a, a view component tag helper without, without, without actually customizing anything like it's kind of automated for us. That's really cool. It's a big step in reducing friction when you're um, creating your UIs. Absolutely. Um, so you've actually uh, done some, some talks on this and, and wrote about it. Uh, one of those articles was posted on the Telerik Developer Network. And um, there, there's some really good information in there. And something that we haven't touched on yet um, is accessibility too. That, that was another kind of benefit of these uh, tag helpers, right? That's right. So, um, you know, when we're talking about accessibility, let's say you build your own um, tag helper. Accessibility is something you need to take into account when you're building that. And the reality is most developers uh, really don't have great knowledge of what it takes to, for example, support a screen reader. Um, me, I can personally tell you that if I was asked to build a website uh, with all of the, the appropriate role attributes so that it supports um, assistive devices, I would probably fail, just fall flat on my face. That's where these third-party offerings um, like the Telerik tag helpers really shine. Uh, all of those things are, are taken care of for you. They're abstracted away. You don't need to worry about them, which means, uh, you know, if I'm using one of your tag helpers in UI for ASP.NET Core, it might be a single line of HTML code that I'm adding to my view. And if you actually open that in the dev tools in your browser, you know, that might be responsible, that one line might be responsible for generating 40 plus lines of markup that abstract away all of this complexity from your development team. So the benefits are huge. So if I'm an HTML developer and, you know, I see what, why would I use all these tag helpers and this other nonsense that look like HTML, but they're not really, uh, you know, I could just put an input on the page, uh, but then you have to know what ARIA tags to, or um, attributes to set in, 
all the accessibility stuff that goes along with that input, right? Right, and that's, you know, it's unfortunately a feature that commonly doesn't get funded. Um, you know, a lot of the decision makers just don't seem to see a return on investment there. But the reality is uh, there is a, a, a sizable audience that uses assistive devices. So by not taking things like this into consideration, you're missing out on a large audience um, it's, in my opinion, a no-brainer. Yeah. In addition to that, too, like this, this stuff changes very frequently. You think, you know, HTML specs change frequently, JavaScript changes frequently, uh, the accessibility space changes as well, and you have to keep up with that. And if you're not keeping up with it, then um, you can you can make an app that's not very good at accessibility features. So it's good to let other people kind of deal with that and, and look at these uh, third-party sources, uh, especially, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a little biased on this one, but especially uh, the Telerik stuff, we, we go through a lot of effort to make sure uh, we're, we're compliant and we have the right um, attributes on our controls so people can navigate with the keyboard and use screen readers and all that stuff that you probably don't want to have to think about while you're you're solving your business problems. You, you don't want to have to go through the uh, effort of researching all that stuff every time you, you start uh, building up a, a UI. You don't want to have to go out and find out what the latest um, accessibility standards are and try to follow the rules and all that stuff. It's it's already been thought of for you. You can just pick up something that's canned and, and use it. Yep. I, I think it's ideal for a small shop. Um, say you're strapped for time and you you know, really don't have time to allow your developers, the few that you have, to look into what would it take to make this website accessible. Instead, you want those developers to focus on adding business value uh, or what the business sees as valuable. Um, that's where offerings like this are great. Yeah, and another thing that's nice about it, having, having an abstraction like this is you don't have all of those attributes cluttering your source code. And in addition to that, if there is an update in the standards, you don't have to go back and like find and replace all of these things or something. Um, it, essentially, if, if it's something that you've written custom yourself uh, as a tag helper, then you just go back to the tag helper and update the source and all your views get changed. Um, if it's something that you've purchased or, or installed third party, uh, open source even, uh, you just go update those libraries and all those updates happen for you. So yep. you're putting everything in, in one place where you can update it easily. And that's uh, that's something developers should be easy to get on board with. I, you know, I think uniformity is in another point to raise here. You know, sure, as a, a front-end developer, you could just add input tags everywhere with maybe some JavaScript and CSS to implement your own date picker, let's say. Um, my question to you would be, why would you do that? Because uh, it's quickly going to become unmaintainable. You're going to find that as other developers join the team, they might have slightly different approaches for implementing that date picker. By using a date picker tag helper, it takes that decision away. Uh, the markup that makes up that uh, widget has already been determined for you. That's abstracted away in the tag helper. So it's a time saver. 
absolutely. Yeah, it, if you can try to um, use the same library across all of your UI too, it's pretty helpful. Uh, especially, like you said, when you're onboarding new devs, if you have inputs in date pickers and calendars and uh, let's say grids, for example, that are all using the same uh, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript frameworks, then you don't need to learn uh, a separate you know, piece of uh, code or domain-specific language to operate all of those things. So when you onboard somebody, they just learn the one set of tools and, and they're good to go. Yep, exactly. So I, I did mention uh, you wrote an article about this. Um, you're, you're doing some talks. Um, one of those articles you can find at developer.telerik.com. Uh, what was the title of that article again? It was Building Reusable UI Components in ASP.NET Core. So we'll, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, do you have any um, events coming up that you're, you're going to be at? Yep, so I've got, uh, coming up in the next couple of months, I've got that conference. That's actually in a few weeks um, in the Wisconsin Dells. Um, September, I'll be at the MKE.net conference in Milwaukee, actually giving a talk about what we talked about today. And then uh, this fall, I'll be at DevReach, um, talking about more ASP.NET Core topics. Ah, DevReach. It's close to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so DevReach is uh, an event that we are putting on. Uh, when I say we, I mean uh, progress. It's a progress uh, event. Um, it's not hundred uh, percent, you know, progress tooling and progress, um, uh, software, uh, talks. It's not like a big vendor event. Uh, we have a lot of cool, um, sessions about all types of different tech stuff and, uh, we're including m mobile and web and, and, uh, pretty much the full stack. So we'll, we'll be out in Sofia, Bulgaria in September doing that. So it'll be a lot of fun. Should be. See you there, Ed. Yep. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll put links to uh, that conference and uh, some of the other ones you mentioned, Milwaukee and and all those in the show notes as well. Hopefully, uh, people get out to those events. If uh, if they are, uh, just hit up Scott Addy at those events. Say hi, and uh, I'm sure he'd be glad to talk to everybody. You know, one other thing I'd say, if you do find me out at these events, and let's say you're a consumer of the um, ASP.NET Core documentation on docs.microsoft.com, I'm always um, interested in getting feedback. Um, how can we improve and make this content more useful to you guys? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what we go to these events for, right? We, we want to talk to people, get feedback. Uh, find out what people are actually using and, and finding useful. So don't be shy. You see uh, speakers at uh, conferences. Uh, make sure you drop a bug in our ear and, and tell us what you're working on. Yep. And I may just have stickers for you too. There's an incentive. <laughs> I've got I've got to find a spot on my laptop for some more stickers. <laughs> I think it's wallpapered right now. I'm, I need to make room for it. Yeah, there's always more room. There's always more room, you're right. Well, thanks a lot, Scott, for coming on the show and, and talking about uh, ASP.NET Core and stuff with us. Um, we'll uh, put some links in our show notes to everything we talked about today so people can uh, find you online and uh, get these resources. 
Thanks a lot, Ed. I appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. Hi, everybody. This is Ed again. I just wanted to share a quick message with everybody. This is our 73rd episode of Eat Sleep Code, and I'm proud to say that we have never had to interrupt the show just to play an advertisement. And that's thanks to the company I work for, Progress. Now, we did talk about ASP.NET Core today and Tag Helpers, and we do have a phenomenal product called UI for ASP.NET Core. And I wanna share that with everybody today because you can get a 30-day free trial of UI for ASP.NET Core by going to telerik.com slash core UI. Now the 30-day free trial is fully featured. You even get support. So telerik.com slash core UI, click free trial, check out those tag helpers we talked about.